Come on in, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Wealth Tech Today podcast. I'm your host, Craig Eskowitz, the founder and CEO of Ezra Group Consulting. Over the past 16 years, we've worked with hundreds of fintech vendors and enterprise wealth management firms to guide them towards making better business and technology decisions. In fact, February of next year will be our 17th year in business. If your company has a software product that you're selling to, asset managers, broker-dealers, or RIAs, or other firms, go to our website, ezragroupllc.com, and fill out the Contact Us form. Our Wealth Tech Research team will reach out to you because we can deliver a wide range of market insights for your firm, including competitive analysis, partnership analysis, addressable and obtainable market estimates, sales targeting, and insights on buying decisions, and more. Every Wealth Tech vendor needs this data to be successful, especially when entering new markets. And you can start the process off by going to EzraGroupLLC.com. All right. The Wealth Tech Today podcast features interviews, news, and analysis on the trends and best practices in technology for wealth management, asset management, and related areas. This is one of my favorite episodes uh, of the month. It is our news roundup for December. I'll be covering the following stories. Investnet expanding their ecosystem. There's actually, that's a two-for-one deal. There's two stories uh, embedded in that one. Second, Entrada acquires Priva for cyber risk assessments. Number three, GeoWealth raises $19 million in Series B round. Number four, Morningstar makes an investment in and partners with SmartX to power their TAMP offering. And number five is just crypto, crypto, crypto. We're going to talk crypto wealth management at the end of the news today. A couple of housekeeping tasks before I forget. A quick shout out to our sponsor, the Invest in Others Foundation. Please go to investinothers.org. Be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss future episodes. Now let's get this episode started. First, two stories. Well, uh, I've combined them into one, but they're really two stories about Investnet and both related to them expanding their wealth management ecosystem. I've written a lot about Investnet on our blog. You can check it out at uh, EzraGroupLLC.com. Uh, over a dozen articles about Investnet, what they're doing, what they're not doing, uh, where they're going with things. And um, we'll probably be writing more, but this is an example of two acquisitions and partnerships that Investnet has done to help expand their service offerings. You know, it's hard when you are the leader, when you're a leader like Investnet is, it's hard to get more market share. Every additional uh, percentage point of market share is increasingly harder and harder to get because you're just running out of the perfect clients uh, and you're, you're starting to dig into other firms' core business and they fight harder for it and those clients may not be the best fit for you. So it's more and more difficult to gain market share in your core competency. So Investnet's been building out lots of other things to sell, to grab more wallet share, specifically around uh, marketplaces. So it seems as though Investnet really wants to become a transactional uh, vendor, similar to how uh, Alibaba works or Amazon. I think I wrote that in one of my articles that Investnet's becoming the Alibaba of wealth management, where they're getting a piece of the action, a piece of all these different uh, marketplaces, whether you're buying annuities or insurance or trust products, 
or credit products lending, they want to get a piece. They want to be a one-stop shop like the Amazon, the superstore for advisors. So in uh, the couple of stories we're covering this month, Investnet's, uh, Investnet adds structured products, teaming with the Goldman spinoff, Simon Markets. So uh, Investnet's teaming up with Simon Markets, and we've covered them on the podcast, I believe. I believe we had uh, Jason Broder, the CEO of Simon Markets on the podcast. That was episode, looking at my notes here, episode 102. So you can take a listen to what he had to say. And you know, Simon competes with a number of other independent marketplaces for structured products, Luma, and um, there's, there's a couple other ones out there as well, a Halo Investing. So they're, they're all sort of in the same business of, of democratizing structured products and making it easier for advisors to buy these investments. And they're pitching them as risk management tools that much more wealthy uh, clients had these tools available to them to, to protect for, against downside risk. And now they are democratizing it, automating a lot of the manual processes and making it cheaper to deliver these products so that advisors can use them for smaller accounts. So what they have done is um, working with, with Simon Partners to build out their ecosystem uh, around financial wellness and, uh, wellness and unified managed accounts uh, to offer structured investments as a fee-based solution Whereas in the past, structured investments were always commission-based. Now they're going to be fee-based so they can be built into the existing managed account infrastructure that is the core of investments business. Simon Partners also announced a, a new tool uh, to enhance their alternative investment fund of uh, they're, they're, they're to launch an alternative investment fund marketplace for wealth managers called Subscribe. What's called Plus Subscribe? Why is the plus in front of the word subscribe? Well, it says here, Plus Subscribe is a leading order management system and electronic subscription document technology for alternative product transactions. And there's a lot going on with alternative products. There's lots of different, um, a lot of paperwork involved, lots of different ways to pay, lots of ways for, uh, for uh, cash flow to be spun off from these products. So making it easier um, is, always, is always welcome. And it's always also difficult to, you can't put these products through your traditional order management systems that handle equities, fixed income, and other, other uh, securities. So having a, a separate order management system is required. Uh, this subscribe product allows allocators, sponsors, and service providers to digitize the entire onboarding, investment, and reporting process for alternate investments. Uh, there's a lot of firms uh, trying to make alternative investments easier for advisors. So Simon is trying to get in on that business. Uh, something that iCapital does a very good job of. Uh, Simon wants to do the same thing. They're calling it a fund marketplace. They're also delivering product analytics, education, investment lifecycle management for private and registered funds from a range of leading asset managers. All right. So um, you know, we think about Simon today not as a platform for structured investments, but as a platform to deliver risk-managed solutions is how they're pitching it to the advisor community from a holistic standpoint. So some of the things that they say about their platform um, that they believe it's more customization of the profile of the payout being very tailored to the client specific situations, whether they're comfortable taking more risk or not comfortable taking any risk. So they believe that they can do that uh, by making it easier to build and customize these structured products. So again, they're, they're building protection features in on the downside, which I think is a good thing now with the market reaching all time, all time, all time highs. Eventually we're going to see uh, some downside. So having these kind of products in client portfolios will help protect them. All right. Anything else along these lines? 
The fund marketplace will expand the investment options available to wealth advisors, including leading private equity, private credit, real estate, venture capital, hedge funds, and registered alternative funds. So I think the education part is really important because a lot of uh, clients don't really understand the difference between private equity, private credit, and these other uh, types of investments. So important to educate not only the advisors, but their clients. All right, so the Simon Markets was the first part of the InvestNet story. The second part is InvestNet and YieldX announced a strategic partnership, expanding access to solutions for simplifying investment income and protection products. So again, talking about protection products, except YieldX is really a fixed income portfolio management platform. Now, fixed income isn't doing so good, uh, but it'll come back. So getting these tools out, uh, getting them integrated into the InvestNet ecosystem is a good thing. They're, they're prepping for the future when you know bonds and other fixed income investments uh, come back in favor. And it's only a matter of time. So this is a strategic relationship. Uh, uh, InvestNet's going to distribute the Yield X technology through its platform, helping advisors deliver or achieve better fixed income investment outcomes. And InvestNet even invest, InvestNet invested in Yield X's Series A round of funding. Okay, so um, this is again part of InvestNet's new strategy where they are really outsourcing a lot of the infrastructure as they expand rather than building themselves or necessarily buying the companies and trying to integrate them. They're keeping them separate. You know, they've got a partnership with FedEx on the um, annuity side for their insurance exchange, letting FedEx uh, build the pipes to all the providers and um, hold the paper and have the insurance desk. That way investment doesn't have to deal with that. They just plug it in and it's available to their advisors. The same thing uh, looks like they're doing with YieldX, although they have taken an equity position, um, a funding position with them. So it makes it even a tighter integration. Now the company uh, YieldX is interestingly led by Adam Green, the CEO, who was one of the co-founders of MoneyLion, which is an app that I really like and I've written about before. Uh, they started out as a lending app and then added uh, features like micro-investing and then full-blown wealth management features. You know, so they came at things from a very different viewpoint, but now they're a full wealth management platform all on an app. And let's see, um, President Chief Information Officer Steve Gross, formerly founder and CIO at Alpha Parity, which was acquired by Franklin Templeton. So this, um, I think this tool is going to be helpful for investment clients, ones that are still uh, building end-to-end bond portfolios. Uh, they've got some tools for analytics for, for fixed income, for screening and filtering to find specific fixed income assets. I know this is, is not so easy. Uh, uh, many years ago, I built out, um, I was running a project to build out uh, a fixed income matching service, uh, you know, being, finding liquidity sources and helping advisors to match up uh, the fixed income that they're looking for. Uh, with the liquidity sources. So this stuff is not easy to do, very complicated on the back end, um, especially when, you, when you're trying to do the searches for different maturity weights, different other factors to, to find the characteristics. And we used to call that characteristic-based models. So it looks like YieldX has a tool called Best Fit that allows the advisor to input specific conditions such as maturity, weighting, and ESG factors. And then it spits out the bonds that you will need that are available in the inventory of the different uh, connections and networks you have connected to, to build your portfolios. Now on the managed account side, we, we call that characteristic-based models. So I guess they're just calling it something else. Because fixed income doesn't really fit 
in a UMA model base because of the infinite number of bonds that are out there. Uh, you know, there's only one IBM equity, but there's a hundred different IBM bonds. So using characteristic-based models, you can put in a number of different types of bonds, whether they're corporates or government bonds or whatever type they are, as long as they match the characteristics you're looking for. So let's see, um, they're, they're not doing munis. So uh, that's gonna be, that's out the door. Uh, I know that Vestmark had some support for characteristic-based fixed income models using duration ladder stats and fixed income trade tools. But they were really one of the only ones. So it's interesting if InvestNet and YieldX can uh, can put this characteristic-based modeling tool into uh, InvestNet or somehow integrate it. I think that'll be really interesting. Uh, so YieldX claims they're not designed to replace any existing equity portfolio management systems, you know, ETFs, mutual funds, equities, uh, but to complement. So interesting to see how this is going to turn out. And uh, I'm not surprised that InvestNet's building out their ecosystem even more, looking for every angle and aspect, everything that advisors are either investing in or building or working with, uh, with their clients. I think InvestNet wants to get a piece of it. I hope you're enjoying the news so far. Our next story is Entrada acquires Priva for cyber risk assessments. I'm really interested in this type of this story because uh, as a group, we've, we've been expanding our, our cyber risk assessments capabilities. Uh, we do a lot of due diligence work for firms, especially um, acquisitions of uh, advisory firms, whether they're very large and you know, multi-billion, tens of billion dollars worth of uh, assets at RIAs or broker dealers. And one of the things we've been building out is the cyber risk uh, assessments of our due diligence. You know, our due diligence is mainly focused on the technology platforms. Can their platform scale? If it's a $10 billion RIA, can the existing platform scale to $20 billion? You know, those are the kind of questions that PE firms want to know. Are there any giant, are there any you know, gaping holes in their platform or things that they're going to have to pump in millions of dollars um, to fix? That's what we're looking for. And cybersecurity is a big issue for them. It's also a big issue for the SEC. There was a recent story uh, back in August. SEC fined three firms for cybersecurity failures, and it was, uh, I think it was eight or, eight or nine entities across three broker-dealers, uh, Sotera, Cambridge, and KMS, and they paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in fines, 300,000, 250, 200. So SEC was not, not messing around when it came to these cybersecurity fines. Some of the things they were fined on was not using multi-factor authentication. Uh, others are not having policies um, implemented properly or, not, or having policies and not following them. Uh, failure to detect uh, breaches, uh, so hackers breaching your their network. Uh, failures to implement additional features following the breaches. And also delays in um, placing customer information at risk. So all those things are on our standard cyber risk assessment. We look for all this. Uh, we check out their the platform. We check out all the different components and devices on the network. We look at all the all their procedures. Um, so it's sort of a pre-SEC audit. So if you pass our audit, you're most likely not going to get fined by the SEC. Not a guarantee, but we are covering all of these things. Now, you could also go to a product like Priva, which has uh, the ability to, to search across your network and find gaps which is probably a reason why Entrada has bought them. Um, now, Entrada is uh, a wholly owned subsidiary of Smarsh, which is one of the leading electronic communication archiving solutions. 
Many of our clients use it to archive social media, texting, other client communication. And Priva, I hope I'm pronouncing right, Priva, P-R-I-V-V-A, two Vs. Cloud-based platform, helping companies conduct cyber risk assessments. They're going to put me out of a job, man. But these kind of tools are great for firms because they're constantly monitoring, they're constantly checking, and they should be alerting you if there's any issues, your things might be breaking, you might have a um, someone on staff who's implementing something incorrectly or turning something off that they shouldn't, and Priva would catch it right away if it's working the way it's supposed to work. Um, and Trada is uh, integrating Priva into their, into their unified platform, which is a core of a lot of broker-dealers programs. And uh, for one, for example, one of the broker dealers that uses Entrada is Advisor Group and their CyberGuard program. And they're one of the nation's largest network of independent wealth management firms. And they use Entrada's platform to uh, manage their, their cybersecurity. Uh, one of the things I like about Priva's tools is they have a proprietary risk scoring methodology. I love scoring. And if any way you can, you can boil down very complex um, reporting into a number, even though it's an abstraction, it still gives clients uh, an idea of where they stand on, on a scale. So if you can say, look, you're, you, you want to be in, you know, an 80 and above. I'm just picking your random number. I don't know if that's real or not. And you're a 60. You, know, you realize you've got a problem. So it's an easy way to point out to clients, maybe who aren't experts in cybersecurity, that, hey, you've got a problem here. Uh, and Traders Unified Platform monitors endpoints, meaning anything that's touching a human, really, or, 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 or touching an outside system uh, on the client networks and automatically remediates vulnerabilities. Thus, it has advanced safeguard features, does vulnerability scanning, penetration testing. That's also something on our, our cybersecurity assessment. Do you have penetration testing capabilities, either internally or outsourced? Uh, when was the last time you ran a penetration test? What were the results? You know, we're, we're always checking those kind of things. Uh, so uh, now adding Priva into Entrada's Unify platform will just make it that much more secure uh, and provide a lot more information to firms as to the status of their cybersecurity and looking for gaps. You should still call us. We can still uh, offer some help, but having these tools will really help clients manage their, their cyber risk and keep it uh, under control uh, for the long term. Hey, I want to take a break from this episode to talk about our sponsor. The Invest in Others Charitable Foundation is a nonprofit that recognizes financial advisors for their exceptional charitable work. Their 15th annual Invest in Others Awards will be held digitally this year from September 20th through September 23rd. That's just eight days from now. Be sure to tune in each day at 4.45 p.m. Eastern time to watch as each award category winner is unveiled. You can watch on investinothers.org forward slash awards, and there's no logins or passwords required. Now, I've been involved with Invest in Others for three, no, four years now. It's a great organization. They do a lot of good. Uh, please donate on the website, investinothers.org. I'm sure your company will match your donations. And almost every wealth management company that I know of is involved in Invest in Others. They do a, a, some fantastic work. Each finalist in the Invest in Other Awards receives a donation of $20,000. And the winners in each category, and I believe there are five categories, receive between $50,000 and $75,000 towards their nonprofit. And these are life-changing amounts for some of these organizations. And I've been uh, lucky enough to be part of the judging on some of these categories. And they're, uh, the, the categories are things like local community involvement, 
uh, international charitable work, um, uh, you know, uh, lifetime achievement awards, uh, things like that. So uh, they, they break it out in different ways. And it's really tough to, to pick the winners because there's so many good charities that are doing such good work, building schools, getting, um, helping feed people, building orphanages overseas, uh, all kinds of stuff. Uh, makes me feel really inadequate. I really got to step up my, my volunteer game, but investinothers.org is a great uh, organization, great charity. You should check them out at their website and uh, you don't want to miss their awards this year. And please tune in on their website, investinothers.org forward slash awards to find out who wins. I don't know who's going to win. We need to learn. We need to know. We want to know who the winners are. So check them out. All right, all right, all right. Time's just flying by in this episode. We're up to story number three. And this is a fun one. GeoWealth uh, secures $19 million in Series B funding. What is GeoWealth? Well, they're a FinTech plus TAMP platform. We've been following them for a while because this is what we do. We follow all the tech platforms, all the tech players, all the TAMPs. We stepped up to date on all these guys and we want to know everything about them. So you don't have to. So we can help you uh, understand who the players are. And, and what you need to know about them. So the TAMP market has seen tremendous change over the past decade, from M&A to PE funding, the biggest players getting bigger, new entrants coming in, looking to grab a share of the pie. I, I talked, um, of course, I talked about uh, the leading TAMP, Investnet, excuse me, earlier in the program. So we're going to talk about an up-and-coming TAMP, which is GeoWealth. GeoWealth was founded around 2000 to, uh, 2010 or 2011, uh, Colin Falls is the CEO, and I met them. I think I started following GeoWealth, or we did. Uh, my friend uh, Ezra Group started following GeoWealth in 2017, is when we first got a demo, and uh, they, they popped up on our radar. And I, I remember being impressed with it. You know, it seems like they really had a lot of good tech built, and they were coming at it from uh, an interesting point of view. You know, definitely they, they saw Investnet as someone they wanted to emulate. You know, Investnet was a tech platform first although they've been a TAMP for so long, you, you forget they were, just a te- uh, they were just a tech platform at one point before they bought um, into, the, into the TAMP world. So GeoWealth has built their own. So they've got uh, a very strong tech platform as well as the, uh, the TAMP capabilities. So, uh, but, but one thing I just want to say, I've been, I've been seeing a lot of, I do a lot of reading, of course, on the TAMP market, looking at other research. If you see a graphic or a report or if anybody tells you the TAMP market has over $4 trillion in assets, just take the report or whatever the graphic is and just delete it. It's totally wrong. It's worthless. These crazy numbers I see going around by the TAMP market been floating around for years. It's from people that just don't understand what a TAMP is or how advisors use TAMPs. The TAMP market is between $750 and a trillion. That's it. That's the real TAMP market. Everything else is not TAMP. Um, those are just phantom assets. All right, I'll get off my soapbox now. So GeoWealth uh, has been executing well from what we've, what we've seen. Uh, they, some of their strengths um, that differentiate them from other platform TAMPs, uh, they have their own portfolio accounting system. They offer low uh, fees to trade on them. Now, they only support mutual fund and ETF models, but they'll probably expand with this funding round um, uh, and add other, other uh, securities. Uh, they have some good advertising I've seen on LinkedIn. And one um, other vendor I spoke to who knows uh, them said they punch above their weight. So that's, that's a high praise from a, a, another vendor, another TAMP vendor about GeoWealth. And they've also hired some good 
distribution people to help push out their models uh, and TAMP um, services. You know, they've quietly built an impressive business and uh, done doing some good work. The funding round, $19 million Series B, led by Kanye Partners Fund, and uh, a follow-on investment by JP Morgan Asset Management, who has been a strategic investor in GeoWealth since 2018. Now, GeoWealth has hit um, $7.3 billion in AUM, according to the press release, and $16.7 billion in AUA, uh, assets under advisement, which also is a bit of a squishy number, because what does that mean? Advisement or administration, uh, sorry, AUA, assets under administration. What does administration mean? I mean, if you're just doing reporting on an asset, you're not really administering anything. You're reporting on it. If you're displaying data on your portal, you're not administering it. You're just displaying it. So uh, I, I find these AUA numbers to be kind of squishy and not really useful. However, that doesn't take anything away from the platform that GeoWealth has built. It's interesting to see JP Morgan investing in GeoWealth since they recently purchased 55 IP, which we always had in the TAMP category, even though they were not a full service TAMP, they were sort of a pseudo TAMP, mainly focusing on uh, tax management, tax transitions, uh, automated tax management, automated tax loss harvesting, uh, implementing models. So they were sort of the delivery mechanism for uh, a lot of firms. And then JP Morgan bought them. Uh, but I guess they're looking for uh, more of a full service TAMP offering to eventually buy or integrate by integrating, uh, by investing in GeoWealth. So a couple of the things we liked about GeoWealth's platform, uh, they've got basically end-to-end -to -end tools that most firms need from PropGen, risk tolerance, uh, risk, I can't talk to that, I apologize. PropGen, risk tolerance, portfolio management, order management, they have an advisor dashboard. Here's an interesting thing you don't hear a lot about customizable security masters for each client. That's a big thing. I, I've built those in the past. Um, it's hard to do. It's hard to build out your technology to make it um, customizable for every client. So every one of your clients can have their own security master. Doesn't sound like a big thing, but when you're working with a lot of broker dealers, they're picky about the security master is what we have found. So kudos to uh, GeoWealth for having that. We normally compare, and again, we do a lot of um, competitive analysis uh, in the, for the broker-dealer technology, enterprise technology, REA technology, and TAMPS. We uh, co normally compare GeoWealth with firms like Adhesion, owned by Vestmark, Sawtooth, and SmartX. That's really where we put GeoWealth. Um, see, I talked about JP Morgan. GeoWealth's client base, they claim 65 enterprise clients with 2,000 advisors and 120,000 total accounts. Not a bad um, client base. You know, so they're, they're, I'm looking forward to seeing where they deploy this capital, how they grow, who they hire, what features they're building, and where they are uh, at the end of next year. Next up is SmartX Advisory Solutions establishes strategic and commercial relationship with Morningstar Investment Management. Morningstar will use SmartX's software to run its $31 billion AUM managed portfolio business. Now, Morningstar is in the top 10 in terms of AUM in the TAMP market, and this new service will go live in 2022. Over the last 13 months, SmartX's AUM has increased approximately 785%. Huge. 
in just the last 13 months to up to almost $19 billion. Client accounts have grown, I can't even say this number, it's huge, 800% to 79,000. Quite the growth spurt uh, over the COVID time. So SmartX will be powering Morningstar Stamp. They're replacing the old, what we used to call APL, which is now, which then became uh, Pfizer APL, which then became Tegra 118, which then quickly became InvestCloud. So that deal is going away and uh, SmartX is taking their place. Now SmartX, uh, Morningstar has used uh, Pfizer APL, InvestCloud's software to run their TAM for quite some time, I think at least 10 years. So it's a big move for them to make this change. Uh, none of this stuff is easy. Changing out your core tech platform is not a simple task, but it should be made easier with the, the way that SmartX has built their business. Uh, I, we followed the TAM market, of course, at Ezra Group very closely, like we follow uh, everything in wealth management, and we keep uh, tabs on everyone. We speak to everyone at least biannually, but I, sp I speak to Evan Rappaport, the CEO of SmartX, much more than that. Very interesting guy, very smart guy, built a really good team, hired uh, Jonathan Pincus as a president and COO from Northern Trust, another good guy. Uh, I believe this is his first big deal since he started there. Congratulations, John. And you know, this software that, that SmartX runs, we really like it. Uh, as again, as I said, we wa we've watched them for quite some time uh, and seen them grow from you know, a very small operator, you know, building some tools and technologies to really a full featured platform. We like their the scalability of their platform. We like um, their portfolio rebalancer. We like their UMA functionality. Uh, everything seems to be pretty good. They've got their own trading desk, so they're you know they're full uh, they're full on RIA tamp. You can outsource execution, uh, recon, portfolio reporting, recon billing. Uh, they've really got the soup to nuts soup to nuts um, technology and services available as a as a you know white label tamp provider. We, uh, so let's see, are founded in 2013 by uh, CEO Evan Rappaport. It's really an API-focused technology platform, which makes it much easier to build on top of as compared to some other tools. Now, their big break came in 2017 when they signed the partnership deal with Black Diamond, which I believe has ended. So that, that deal is over. That was an exclusive deal where they can only work with them. They couldn't build out any tools or partner with any other, any of Black Diamond's direct competitors. That worked great for both sides. You know, Black Diamond, didn't have their own rebalancer for many years. And they started out as performance reporting only uh, until they were purchased by SSNC or purchased by Advent, then SSNC purchased Advent. And now Black Diamond has been building out uh, since then a, a full end-to-end -end platform for RIAs as well as their own rebalancer. So once the rebalancer came out, you know the, the SmartX technology sort of became redundant. I still think it's better uh, overall, but uh, became redundant. So that deal was allowed to expire. And now Evan and his team are allowed to engage in any of the competitors and work with them, uh, including Morningstar. One of the things I like about uh, what, what Evan has done, they've really expanded the number of strategies and managers on the platform. It seems um, as though something that most firms wouldn't need. You know, how many managers could you possibly use in a, in a program, SMA or UMA program? Or how many strategies could you possibly use? That's not really the point. The point is if you have a large number of strategies, it makes it easier for firms to attract advisors from other firms because you don't have to uh, liquidate assets if you don't have that manager strategy. By having a large selection, a large universe of managers and strategies, it makes it easier to attract advisors. So that, that's really helpful for some of Smartix's clients like Dynasty, uh, Hightower, the firms that really go after the wirehouse advisors, the breakaway advisors. 
and they are really big on SMAs and UMAs and other other uh, other products. So the fact that they have this large universe of managers makes it easier for them to attract uh, for their clients to attract business. So SmartX, uh, we we look at them in terms of the uh, TAMPs such as Adhesion, GeoWealth, and Sawtooth is really where we put them in terms of com uh, competition. You know, in that in that uh, category, although they are growing, so they could uh, outgrow that category at some point. But right now, they're they're in that group. It's a good deal for really both sides. You know, Morningstar has a, a huge footprint in the industry, both on, on the broker dealer side and the RIA side. They have roughly 180,000 advisors. That's an absurd, absurdly large number. No one else has that type of, of a footprint. Investnet's the closest. I think they're at 120 advisors use any kind of any part of the platform at all, just any piece of it. Uh, that includes Office, you know, my, uh, Morningstar Office, Morningstar Advisor Workstation, Morningstar Direct, you know, all the tools and technology that they have uh, across their ecosystem. And one thing people don't realize is Morningstar is one of the largest fintechs in our space. Normally, they think of Morningstar as a data provider, and that's 60% um, of their income. Uh, I believe they have a bill, over a billion dollars in income. About 60% is data, and 40% or 400 million is tech. That, put, that makes them one of the largest tech players in the space. So something to be aware of. Uh, SmartX's growth, um, they believe is driven by two main applications, or off-the-shelf TAMP offering and the proprietary UMA that can be accessed through completely through APIs. This is something we also follow a lot, uh, the, the movement towards fully APIs and not just integrations, not just uh, closed APIs or um, one-off uh, application interfaces that really aren't fully documented exposed APIs, but truly well-documented um, APIs that the firm itself uses. So we call that eating your own dog food. When you build the APIs and you use them as well, as well as offer them out to other vendors and your clients. Those are the ones that we really like. So this, um, this deal gives Morningstar a UMA program, which they didn't have before. Even though the Fiserv APL slash InvestCloud platform does have UMA, I mean, they were one of the first providers of UMA over 20 years ago, but Morningstar wasn't able to get up off the ground with that. So that could be a sign um, as why they would be frustrated a bit with um, their current provider. So moving to SmartX um, will allow them to get up and running in 2022 with a UMA offering. You know, we've been tracking these guys for a while. I mean, back in 2017, looking at my notes, talking to my first phone call with Evan uh, Rappaport when he was still CEO of Hedgecovest, which was the first iteration uh, that, that eventually morphed into SmartX, uh, was like a pseudo model management tool for hedge funds. Uh, you could track the hedge fund trades in near real time and mirror them. Cool technology. Uh, you know, sort of uh, laid the groundwork for what became SmartX. And let's see what we have here. Um, so other things we like about the SmartX platform, real-time model updates and trading. This is something that, that Evan really likes to ding other TAMPs on, that some TAMPs lock up their orders and only trade twice a day, whereas SmartX trading desk trades real-time. So if a model update comes in at you know 9 a.m., it gets traded at 9.30 as soon as the market opens. It comes in at Noon, it gets traded at noon rather than waiting till two whenever the next uh, locked order trades are going up. So uh, that's a good uh, good uh, offering for for them. Uh, they also built out their own proposal tool, uh, portfolio builder slash proposal generation tool. You know, there's lots of them out there, and and we we like to look at these as uh, an application that really pulls in uh, clients. If you've got a good proposal tool that's going to make advisors really take notice because it's something that um, hasn't been done really well 
by a lot of firms. Uh, they're usually clunky. They don't integrate well. There's still some manual steps. So we, we like what uh, Smartix has done with the proposaling tool. Uh, they also have their own uh, risk reward profile, not a risk tolerance questionnaire, but they've got some risk reward profile and some risk tools built in there. So over and overall, uh, terrific move for, for both sides. For Morningstar, they gain a partner with the TAM platform running on relatively new technology with a strong track record of success. I didn't list a couple of the other deals, public deals that SmartX has announced. Uh, we said Hightower Dynasty, American Portfolios, Thrivent, um, the Thrivent Advisor Network, not the Thrivent uh, other side, the, um, the captive side. So uh, some big firms coming over to the SmartX platform. So that's a strong track record for, for Morningstar. They're not, they're not going with a small firm as the, as the only big client, which, you, which always nobody wants to be first. Uh, on the SmartX side, they gain a marquee name client and, and also an investor who can help them get in their foot in the door. So they could walk into a lot of other uh, Morningstar's clients and offer the, their TAMP services to them as well. So we expect Morningstar to leverage SmartX as part of their new integration strategy. We're looking for uh, Morningstar to connect the TAMP with Morningstar Office, things like Goldbridge, their financial planning tools, and their new risk ecosystem. It should build a very attractive offering for RIAs as well as small to mid-sized enterprise firms. And I want to lead into our next story, which is Ritholtz Wealth Management and Wisdom Tree launch a crypto index aimed at advisors. I think this is a great idea. Uh, they've built a, what's called the RWM Wisdom Tree Crypto Index. It's made up of 36% Bitcoin, 20% Ethereum, and 4% each of 11 other crypto assets that provides exposure to the broader crypto ecosystem. That's great news. Uh, we need more tools and more, more securities and more funds that easily provide exposure to a diversified asset uh, mix of digital assets. And this list will do that. They, Wisdom Tree has licensed the index to OnRamp Investing, an integration platform that provides access to crypto assets for RIAs. Great news for them. You know, I'm big fans of Barry Ritholtz and Josh Brown and Ritholtz Wealth Management. Also super impressed with what Tyrone Ross has built at OnRamp Investing. So uh, this new index, uh, OnRamp is providing the technology for the SMA part, the rebalancing technology and customer support. And Gemini, uh, one of the biggest digital asset custodians is serving as the trading platform and custodian. So this is designed to provide retail investors via a financial advisor access to a diversified exposure to crypto assets. It's really gonna be great uh, to have this. It's there's something that is, is long, long overdue. You know, I've, I've seen and watched the space for quite some time and have been waiting for other competitors to appear that are offering uh, crypto services, crypto connectivity, crypto uh, technology. You know, I've been monitoring and working in the space since 2018. And I joined the advisory board of a company that had the first SMA infrastructure and the first uh, portfolio rebalancer for cryptocurrencies, uh, it, was, it was originally called blockchange.ai. It's now called BitRIA, B-I-T-R-I-A, BitRIA.io. Uh, you can check out their website. They had the first SMA infrastructure to connect digital wealth managers, uh, digital asset managers with wealth managers, RIAs and um, broker dealers and such. Uh, so I'm glad that uh, on-ramp investing has reached that point where they can offer similar services. Uh, because we need more competition in the space. And just because I'm on the advisory board doesn't mean we don't want more competition. We want um, RIAs to have choices. We want broker deals to have choices when it comes to digital assets. And it needs to be, um, it needs to be more accepted. It shouldn't be a one-off. It shouldn't be something that people are just thinking about dipping their toe in the water. 
it's going to become mainstream. There's going to be a point where every uh, RIA platform, every enterprise platform will have these types of tools. Either they'll license them from BitRIA or license them from OnRamp or build their own. Uh, like we have Advisor Peak that built their own um, connectivity, uh, built their own uh, Bitcoin uh, rebalancing. So we're going to see more of that uh, as digital assets become more mainstream. So please take a look at uh, OnRamp Investing, onrampinvest.com, uh, bitria.io. You can check out the story on thinkadvisor.com. And that's the end of the news. Thanks for listening. Uh, before I forget, please go to our website, ezragroupllc.com, and scroll to the bottom of the homepage and sign up for our newsletter. Once a month, you'll get an email chock full of wealth management goodness, news, updates, trends, information, links. You're really going to like it. You will not be disappointed. And thanks again for listening, and I'll talk to everyone again next time.